Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week, I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. I am thrilled to be here tonight with Cliff Merritt. So this is another episode of the Full Potential Live Show, and I'm your host, Nick Wagner Sr. Uh, we do this every Sunday night, but I didn't do it this past Sunday because of the, the 4th of July weekend. And I've been trying to get Cliff on for a while. We've been trying to connect. Uh, Cliff and I have known each other for years now um, from my, uh, my job at Cigna and his job at Eastern Connecticut State University. I respect him immensely, and, and I really thought it was timely to have him on the show to a share his career story because I think he's got a great career story and he helps he helps students on a daily basis at Eastern Connecticut State University here in Connecticut, which is great. But I also want Cliff to share. It doesn't matter what school you went to or currently go to, the power of your career center and what those what those wonderful people and those in those in those organizations can do for people, especially during COVID nineteen. So Cliff, th- thanks for making time. I know you're uh, you're a busy man with the kids and, and the job and everything else, but uh, I appreciate you making time for this. Thank you. You little disclaimer. Thank you. You little disclaimer. I got my sons here now. Maybe walking back and forth. So. We're live, so this is things. This, this is happening with things live. So this is this yeah. is the life of of of, uh, <laughs> of COVID nineteen and, and working and living in the same place, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you know, why don't I just we'll start, Cliff? You can just introduce yourself. So everyone knows me. I host the show every week, and um, I'm the founder of this whole full potential movement that I have here to help people. You know, try to inspire people and help them with their careers. And you do the same thing every day. You help people with their careers every single day. So. What is your role at Eastern Connecticut State University? And, and you know, maybe quick, quick description of what do you do there? Yeah, so I am the uh, director of the Center for Internships and Career Development. Uh, I have a, a staff of three, a slew of student workers, interns that assist us with working with our students and helping them uh, to identify their career interests, uh, support faculty, support employers, uh, and connect them with our students. Uh, and connecting with our students. We really want to bring those classroom experiences to the world of work. So everything from resumes and cover letter writing and speaking to hosting employer events to working with students on developing career plans, everything career related is what we do in the office day in and day out um, and working in the center. And and to give people a, a sense of um, the size, like what 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 for, for people that don't know Eastern Connecticut State University, because many of my, my guests are not from Connecticut, g- give me some demographics on the school. Yeah, so we have about 5,000 students uh, that attend Eastern, predominantly, mostly um, undergraduate students. Okay. Many of our students are first gen and low income. Um, obviously, it's in Eastern, the Eastern part of Connecticut. Um, I'm actually, an, I'm an alum of the university as well, so very proud of the university. Know what, um, as, a, as a product, I can speak to what the university produces. Uh, many of our programs, academic programs, um, definitely work with our students and work with our students in the classroom and outside of the classroom. We have a very robust volunteer center as well. Um, so we're really all about experiential learning. Our, our president, Dr. Nunez, talks about a liberal education that's practically applied. Um, that's very relevant today. We've been talking about that for many years. And our university as a whole um, is looking at, you know, how do we do that as a whole? Um, and getting our students coming to the university and obviously getting academic preparation, but also getting that experiential learning opportunity. So, so you mentioned, and, and, I, and I love how not only are, are you like the director of, of the Center for Internships and Career Development, 
but you also went there. So share with us a little bit. I mean, I'm going to guess when you were growing up, this was not what you thought you would do, right? Like you didn't think you would end up running a career center. So what, I mean, what was, what was your, your plan for your career when you were growing up? Like when you were in middle school and high school, before you went to college, what, what were your thoughts on what you wanted to do with life? You know, we all do with life. You know, we always want, we all wanted to be pro athletes, right? And for those that play sports, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> common I, thing. I, I hear you. Yeah, I know. Right? So quickly learned that wasn't going to be the possibility for you to definitely, you know, stay active in the sense. Um, also had the ideas of entrepreneurship. Um, it was always something I always wanted to do as well. And had the opportunity to attend Eastern in the late nineties, um, through the, the step cap program where I got academic preparation before entering the university. And okay. For me, that I was a first gen and, and low in, uh, low income student coming in, so it was all new to me coming to a university. So the university definitely prepared me um, and helped me and provided the support for me to be successful when I entered the university. And obviously, going through acquiring mentors um, through faculty, through staff that worked there, yep. my own, you know, my own career path and you know what I wanted to do. So those my career path kind of took off by just getting involved. You know, by just getting involved, you know, getting experience and, and seeing what, what's the right fit for me. And so you, you and you've mentioned this a couple of times now that many of the students, including yourself at Eastern, were were low income and, and or first generation college students. So kind of going back to your experience, was the expectation when you were in high school that you were going to college? Was that an expectation of your family or was that something that you decided on your own? We know, we knew, I mean, we always talked about it in the family, like, you know, in terms of wanting to move to the next level and acquiring some success, you need to do something, get some form of education, you know, whether that's going to, going to a university, whether that's picking up a trade, just right. education was very important. So for me, you know, I, I did like going to school and um, just something that my, my mom and dad definitely encouraged and I had the opportunity to go to Eastern and I took full advantage of it. Yeah, no, that, that, that that's great. And so you know you went for you went for sociology for you went for sociology and then you actually ended up getting a master's in in social work from the university of connecticut a few years after that yep. while you were and 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 you know i think for for anyone that, that goes to school after high school i think it's usually a pretty um, transformative experience for, for that individual right whether whether you're a first gen college student or your parents and grandparents went I think no matter what, it, it's it's like one of those like eye-opening experiences. Right? College and university is not just about school, right? It's about your life experiences, and like you said, like you know everything else you learn through that. So, which which I, I think is is a great great thing you pointed out. At what point while you were in, in undergrad did you realize you wanted to go to grad school? Because you know it's it's one thing to go to undergrad, which and again I, I'm sure you know the statistics. There's there it's not it's not like the majority of, of our country where we live here in the United States goes to under the United States goes to undergrad, but you then went on to get your master's degree, which is an even smaller percentage of people do that. So for me, getting involved in clubs and organizations, having those faculty mentors um, really encouraged me to want to begin actually doing work in higher education. Um, yeah. through those experiences, you know, the great thing about Eastern is that you have the opportunity to really connect with faculty connect with staff members. It's like a family. It's a small university, but it's just big enough um, where you can definitely learn and meet new people. So I, I was inspired um, to, to pursue a career in higher education. And I knew from that track 
you definitely, you know, should consider going to get the master's degree. And I was first considering doing a, a master's degree in higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the way things went for me with my career, uh, the MSW made more sense uh, for me. And that's master's of, of social work, right? Social work, yes, yeah, master's yeah. of social work. Um, so I had the opportunity. Um, so I had the opportunity. I did work at UConn for six years. So I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, continue working at UConn when I graduated Eastern um, in a full-time role uh, where I was working with students. And then I took that opportunity to also go to school part-time where I finished the MSW at the, um, the Hartford campus for UConn. So, so you've basically been giving back to students <clears throat> since you were a student yourself. Absolutely. So let me ask this, where that, that spirit of giving back and that spirit of helping others, where, where did you get that from? Is that, was that is this something you learned from your, your, your family growing up or relatives or friends? Like where, where cause, cause clearly that's a passion of yours. I grew, I grew up in Hartford, right? And I, uh, my sophomore year, and I'm not ashamed to admit, I, I dropped out because I was going on a different route. I was doing some, some negative things, and I decided, you know, I wasn't going to go to school, and I, I dropped out of school. And this was, high, this I, was high school? This high, was high school? school? High school, yeah. yeah, during the yeah. high school years. And when I, during the yeah. high school years, and when, mm-hmm. I, when I went back to school, um, I, remember, I remember going to the teacher, and I was like, hey, I, I want to try to get out here on time. It was like, well, you're going to have to pass three English classes. Right. in order to do that and I, I couldn't do that so i had to make a humbling decision to come back to high school and uh, do a fifth year high school so in terms of being humble i was extremely humble but yeah. i had i had support of teachers and administrators that was at the school um that kept pushing me because i always say i was no i was no dummy i made some dumb choices right right <clears throat> so i mean a lot of a lot of kids make dumb choices yeah exactly and i was one of them and, and one of the choices i made was drop out of high school so Upon, you know, completion of that fifth year, um, I, I again I went on to Eastern, and when I look back at those mentors that I had, it was something to me that inspired me that you know there's people that will fall through the cracks. There are people that just need that additional support, and I just felt so inspired and motivated, so inspired and motivated. So you know what, I'm going to be. I got to tell my story. I have to give back, and I, I just felt I really felt compelled to do so. So I think from that, um, as I look at my interactions and the way I like to work with people, I, I saw me developing that passion to do that and, you know, bringing those experiences to the campus through clubs and organizations working, whether it's intramural sports, right. um, just doing different things, meeting people and just sharing my story. Um, and just like, you know what, we're here for a reason, right? And that's what I think going to a university is, it's really creating that work network and becoming someone that you wanted to be. Right. And just kind of developing on that foundation of who you who you want to be and where, where you want to go. So those I, those experiences, that's when it really started for me to say, you know what, I, I really do like giving back because it's important. And I, I don't want anyone if I can help anyone not fall through the cracks. I want to be that guy. Well, I, th- I just think so you think about this, right? If you hadn't decided if you hadn't decided to go back to high school, how many students lives would you have not impacted over your career absolutely you know you think about i mean and i say that i say that because you 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 have helped so many students between uconn and eastern well from a career perspective and a school perspective so it it just it just it's just it really makes you think you know if you had not gone back how many other lives would have been changed because of that decision so i think we're all uh we should all be grateful that you did go back and you know whoever kind of guided you through that process back whether you, you, you said teachers and mentors 
um, it's glad that they steered you in the direction of finishing high school because, I mean, now look at how successful you are. So, you know, I, clear, clearly that was a big, uh, that was a pivotal time in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, oh, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. And I was going to share, you know, when, when I had the opportunity, when I graduated Eastern and I started working at UConn, um, at UConn, um, I worked this program called Upper Bound. And that program was working with students um, throughout Connecticut and our cities who are first gen and low income. And my, my job was to recruit those students in those high schools that were identified and help them get into our program with the goal of one, two goals. One, graduate high school. Right. Two, to get them into a college or university of their choice. That was that was some of the best work that I've done that really perplexed me to move on. But that work for six years was amazing. You know, talking with families and talking with young people and saying, yeah. hey, this is these are opportunities you need to take advantage of. And here's an opportunity I have for you. So being able to get, you know, that coming full circle it was always been amazing to me. And then when I came to you, when I came to Eastern, there were some students who were graduating who I was able to continue working on at Eastern as well. So definitely just a true blessing. So I want, I want to ask this. Yep. How important has it been in your important has it been in your life to ask for help? So, you know, when when you dropped out of high school, it sounds like you asked for some help to get back. Uh, you you asked for help from a, a mentor perspective with your with your with your professors at Eastern. How important is asking for help been to your career? It's it's a very it's so it's very important, but it's also so humbling, right? It's a not everyone wants to say they need help, you know. And sometimes no, I, I, I with, agree, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's stigma around men, sometimes with the egos, and not to stereotype anything, but. It's it's definitely a humbling experience to do that, and um, it's been so so important and so critical to really just you know open up your arms and your mind and be like, hey, I I can use your help and any advice on something, and 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 really being able to take that in and taking that feedback, you know. And sometimes it may not it may be something you don't want to hear, right? But you have to go through that. You have to go through that process. And I think overall, if it if it's meant to be helpful, to be helpful. It will help you, right? Because I understand sometimes people may not have your best interest, but I think if you, you know, I think as you continue to, you know, go through a career path or you continue to look around and, and really attract positive people, you, you're, you're going to find people that really have your best interest for you. So asking for help is so critical and so important when you. Well, and and it sounds like you've really been blessed with with some great mentors, some great teachers, some great professors and, and, and some great role models in your life that have helped guide you with a lot of these really important decisions. So uh, it, 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 I love how people help you and now and you're helping and kind of, you know, repaying the favor and giving back yourself. So so you mentioned you worked at UConn, you got your 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 master's degree from UConn. And then in 2010, it looks like you decided to go back to Eastern. And I think that's when you became, according to LinkedIn, the assistant director uh, of where you currently yeah. work, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah. So okay. did, 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 did your time at UConn and your role at UConn and your master's degree really prep you to have that role? Like, was that, was that what you wanted to end up going back to do? Yeah, absolutely. When I was actually in undergrad, I worked at the career center for my, one of my current mentors. I worked for um, Dr. Walter Diaz. I was one of his um, career peers and he was at that time director of the career center. Um, so definitely found that work to be very meaningful. And I right. talked about wanting to work in the, the, the field of higher education. Uh, the career services area was one of the areas that I was interested in um, in working in. So it definitely came full circle. 
Uh, the work at UConn was very helpful because part of the job that I did there was placing students in um, on-campus experiential learning opportunities while they were on campus during the summertime and right. working in different offices and getting them exposed to university work and just working on campus and seeing that people are just everyday people who are just everyday people who want to make a difference in the students' lives and working with those students at the time and helping to place them in those different areas was excellent um, and obviously helping them to those other skill sets and developing in terms of graduating high school and going on to a, 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 a college university of their choice was also just came with an immense amount of work living on campus. So I kind of had the best of both worlds in a sense, everything from residential life, um, the career the career aspect, um, the coaching aspect and advising on classes, what to take, making sure right. they college prep courses, you know, so a lot of different, and obviously act student activities and activities for them. So a lot of different work that I was able to encompass um, when I when I worked with those that population that really helped to move me into that direction of all right what's the next step and you know really getting into a, a assistant director role um, and working with, with students here at the university and and you weren't even in that role very long before you ended up taking very long before you ended up taking over the the entire the the entire you know career center where you are today uh, what you you've been you've been in Eastern now for. 10 years. So it's, 10 been, years. It's, it's been 10 years. How, how do you think, how has the university grown and how has your organization grown to support the, the needs of the university, right? You know, maybe, maybe you can share a little bit about what's changed in your 10 years um, from your perspective. My perspective, I mean, right now we're in a great time. It's not, obviously not COVID-19, but in terms right. of, um, in terms of what university overall is really trying to push now, and we've always been at university people we this is why people go to college right you, you go to college and we always say hey we want to get a job but it's more than just, just getting a job and we all know that yeah. but the employability the employability piece right we kind of coined this employability you know students understanding that you are coming to a university you are getting academic preparation and those experiential learning opportunities are also important because we want you to go to graduate school we want you to go yeah. and get you know full-time work and and, and eventually, you know, find that happiness, find find that place. And that may that may be something that happens immediately after, you know, years after. But employability skills, right? These are skills that employers are looking for. Um, our universities are talking about that. And we want to make sure through your classroom preparation, through, through the involvement in clubs and organizations, you are gaining those skill sets. Um, and that's been a major change at the university where it's, it's at the forefront in terms of why should you come to the university, right? right? We wanna make sure that you are best prepared to go into the world, um, whether again, that's gonna be graduate school, whether that's gonna be going directly to work, that you are best prepared to do so, that you are best prepared to do so when you graduate from the university. And you know, you have that liberal education, right? You're able to think freely, you think you think critically, um, you, you, you have great teamwork skills, many different skills employers look for. You know, we believe and we know that we teach at the university. That's been in the forefront of what we're doing. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's so important. I mean, I think the fact that you're focusing on that um, with, with your with your organization, I think is just is just critical. I want to I want to ask a a question because you mentioned earlier that you know the many the many first gen college students at Eastern. Do you feel the needs of first gen college students are that different from the needs of? Um, of college students whose parents and grandparents went went to school, 
And is that something that you as a, a career center have helped help really focus on? I think I think the needs are the same. I just think everyone needs support. Right. right and right. we all come from different backgrounds and some people backgrounds and some people may have been exposed to it. Some people may have not, right? So if you got more people who can speak to that experience, you know, that's hopefully that's gonna in, in help you and shape you and motivate you more. Um, and the same thing if you don't if you didn't have as much. We want to make sure that we are providing those resources. So I think overall it's the same in terms of like, it's just a need for support and obviously providing access, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're all in this together, um, work hard, right? Study, right? That's the number of people coming to university to study and be successful and do well. Um, and we have those things for you. We have that support for you. So take advantage of those things so that right. you can be successful. And what so, I, in our center, oh, sorry. No, we go do, ahead. We try to do, um, targeted marketing to different students and different populations just because sometimes employers may want um, to make sure that they are, you know, they are reaching all students that we have. And we, as a center, we have to be creative in terms, you know, we have to be creative in terms of making sure that we connect with all of our students, right? And we're here to prepare all of our students. So we have to be creative in, in terms of connecting with all of our students. Yeah, no, I know. I think that's a great point. So I want I want to pivot and and we'll we'll go back to talking a little bit about your your career and you know maybe what's where you go from here. But I want to talk about the the career center and those those specific resources because we're in a very strange time with COVID nineteen in, in in the sense that uh, we've had a lot of students that have graduated who can't find jobs. We've had students that have graduated that had jobs that their jobs were rescinded, right? We've had students that had uh, internships lined up that no longer have internships. So it, you know, a lot of, I would say, um, just variability in in what people's experiences have been. But I want, I'd I'd love for you to share as, as someone who deals with this every day, what every day, what, what is it, the services that not only a career center can do for their existing students that are students at the school, but also most career centers help alumni as well, which I think a lot of people actually don't realize. And, and the way, you know, the way we're going to have this conversation is, you know, we have a lot of people that are going to either watching this live now or are going to listen to it uh, on YouTube or watch it on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast that don't go to Eastern. But I think the reality is that most schools uh, have, have a career center like, you know, the one that you run and they offer similar services. So yeah. I think um, one thing we were talking about before, the, before uh, you know, this, this discussion was, people can reach out to their career centers and ask these questions that they don't know. So, so what are some of the things that, that, that you think current students or alumni could, could come to you for help with? Nothing necessarily has changed. We're just not on the ground right now. Um, so we are still offering the same services. We're just doing it virtually. Got and it. Many universally. Got and it. Many universities are doing the same thing. Um, so, you know, booking those appointments, um, using the online platforms that are used, um, the big thing that we're pushing, we've always been pushing, is using LinkedIn, especially right. trying to connect with employers, looking for companies, right? So just be active with your LinkedIn. A lot of people, you know, are using that. I mean, that's what people are applying for opportunities. That's the way, great way of connecting and networking. It's, it's kind of, I think we're in a time where we're kind of forcing you to go online. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. don't pull out now, right? Because there's no, you don't see on the ground events. So Correct. now you have to use the technology in the platforms that are available. We were able to connect with um, Westcon and host a virtual career fair. 
oh, uh, in cool. June. So that was pretty cool, and that was our first time doing it. But now moving forward, we'll be doing that um, every semester, right? Having that, oh, interesting. This is the way, okay. This is the way we're moving forward now, and this is now, and this is first. Many of our employers that participated, this is their first time doing it, right? Right. So, right. So everyone is kind of like responding um, to this whole COVID nineteen and. How can we still connect with students, um, connect with the career centers as well? Um, so we're also still talking to employers and many, many different employers have different strategies um, in terms of way they want to connect with students, obviously using this virtual space and for us to obviously connect with students virtually as well to make sure that, you know, people are still able to connect. And you're absolutely right. You know, many, many employers did pull, pull, pull back from their internship programs because um, they were still trying to strategize on how do we work with our current employees uh, with working from home and what does that look like moving forward. So, you know, at, as you look at, there's like, there's no like one way of doing it, right? There's different right, ways. Right. So you, you have to be, again, creative. You have to continue to contact, you have to continue to contact your career center because we are, we are all, we're not closed down. We're open during the summer. We're, we're still doing virtual appointments. We're still talking with employers. Employers that do have opportunities are still sharing with the career centers, posting on their on our databases. Right. Um, at Eastern, we use Simplicity. Um, other, you may see Handshake or Simplicity. Those are some of the popular ones that's out there. Um, so I, I, I promote Simplicity for Eastern. Um, that's what we use. So you know, employers that do have opportunities, they are still reaching out to us. Um, so you, you definitely want to do that. Yeah, if you have. We want career coaching. You can definitely still reach out to us, and we can do that virtually. Um, so, but what, the biggest I wanna, thing I want to ask that question, Cliff. What is what, when, you, when you talk about yeah. career coaching? What would career coaching mean? Like, what 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 does that look like for a student or an alumni? So that that's pretty much meeting you where you are, right? So, okay. if you based on okay. if you based on what 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 you have going on and what you're looking to do and what goals that you that you have for yourself. You, having a career coach can help you to reach those goals, right? So if you're that first-time student that just wants to start developing your your, your tools, I like to call them, your tools, your resumes, your cover letters, um, begin coming up with a strategy, then we'll, we'll meet you there and work with you on that and see where you are and make sure that you're up to speed with that. Now, if you're an alum that's considering a, a career change, um, just want to kind of talk about things that's happening in the workplace, we can work with you on that as well. Um in terms of you know where you are and where you want to go, and we can still provide the same similar platforms that we have for you know different career changes, resumes, cover letters, you know things like that. So we'll meet you where you are and provide the support that we can. And then I think the great thing about career centers is that it's also a great resource provider, right? So if you don't have it all, we'll re if you don't have it all, we'll research it, and then we're also not afraid to refer <laughs> because. Right. A lot of it does come down to referring. You know, many career centers may have that alumni database, right? LinkedIn has that. Really teach you and coach you along the sides of how do you use LinkedIn to leverage your, your networking, right? So kind of going through that depending on where you are. So you can use that if you're an alum. You can use that if you're a first-year student. So we'll continue to, again, meet you where you are to make sure that we, we, we provide you with the, the right resources. See, I, th I think... Uh... And I can't stress this enough, and I, and I say this to, to any college student I meet, 
leverage your career center. It, it is no cost to any 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 student or alumni. It, it, it's it's mm-hmm. you know basically it's built into your tuition costs, and if you're mm-hmm. an alumni, you already paid for your your services. <clears throat> so yeah. you know take advantage because, um, and I think a lot of alumni don't even realize that they can reach out. I think that's a very yeah. common thing that a lot of people don't know. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this question. What about virtual interviewing? Because, and I asked that because now with COVID. Most people are not doing interviews in person. So, will yeah. you do will you do virtual interview practice with with, with students or alumni uh, through a video platform like this? Yes, um, we use WebEx. We can okay. use Zoom. So we do WebEx and Zoom. Um, we definitely do that. Everything that we've done in person, right. we can do um, virtually. And we also have a software through our Simplicity database that does the vin- the interviewing for you, where you can actually record yourself. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, get that sent back to you. Email that to anyone that you want to, uh, whether it's a faculty member, whether it's someone in the career center, a friend, you know, a parent, whoever, a family member. Right. And you can see your ums, your nose, you know, you can see everything and, and continue to work on it. So we have that right through our simplicity database for our students. That's, that's and a cool, alumni. That, that's a that's a cool feature. What yeah. uh, what what advice do you have for for students? Do you have for for students right now that are that are worried about the job market. Maybe, maybe they're, they're going back to school in the fall to be a senior and they're worried about the job market when they, when they, when they graduate, what, what's your advice? Well, I mean, what, how are you, how are you trying to keep people motivated? I was, you know, I guess ultimately the job market is not for you to worry about because that's happening on its own. Yeah. Really focus on yourself in terms of development of yourself, right? Make sure you develop all the tools that you need, the resumes, the cover letters, the, the practice interviewing, um, control you have control of yourself you can't control the job market opportunities right. will present itself but you want to make sure that you're prepared that's the biggest thing is like stay prepared for when opportunities do present itself um we can teach you in terms of how to go about finding opportunities when opportunities exist they will be available right, right. and you through networking or if you you know you get an email or some or you are some are using social media to find an opportunity that that will come. But if you're prepared, you'll just be better for being marketable and you'll just feel much more comfortable when opportunity comes. It's when you're not prepared. I think when anxiety comes and everyone gets like, oh, my God, that's because you're not prepared. Right. <laughs> it's right. not the market is going to it's there. It's going to happen. People, things obviously through COVID-19, things has changed a little bit. Um, people are working. More people are working from home. Things are starting to come back around. So as long as you're prepared, the biggest thing I can say is stay prepared. Still do your mock interviews. Update your resume. Um, if you can, we've been encouraging students to do what we call micro internships, um, where these 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 small pockets of um, opportunities where you can do you can get experience, whether it's a one month or one week. Those Got things it. look good in your resume. Work with your right. faculty, right? So look for remote opportunities if you can. Volunteer. Right here, right. That's all preparation. Continue to prepare yourself so when those opportunities come that you're looking for, you're prepared. Yeah, no, I think I think that's I think that's great advice. And I think one other thing that you mentioned earlier that I, I just want to reiterate again is the importance of, of mentors. And yes. you you've had many mentors. It sounds like in your in your life, but I think making sure you have a mentor and you're leveraging that mentor is another another. Uh, another great thing from a job search perspective. So, so I think that, that was just absolutely fantastic advice because I think you are an expert on this topic. And I think a lot of people are very nervous right now and just worried about how they're going to find a role. So to hear 
from someone like yourself and, and how to kind of prepare yourself, I think is just, uh, hopefully it helps quite a few people. So I wanna, I wanna do, uh, I, I like to call this the lightning round. I wanna throw some, some quick questions at you and uh, we'll, go, we'll go back to you. So we'll pivot back to the life of Cliff. Um, what was your favorite class in undergrad, in undergrad or grad school? Fa favorite class you, you went to? I like this class called Globalization Undergrad with uh, Dr. Kinsberg, where we learned, and I'm throwing some name dropping here, one of my mentors, um, where we learned about what's happening in the world. Okay. <laughs> and, right, and look what happened, you know, with this whole thing that we're going through now. So how what's happening in one side of the world can affect another, this side of the world. Right, you know, yeah. So that was one class that I always- We're, we're living that right now, right? Exactly, um, <laughs> exactly. What has been the biggest success in your, from a career perspective for you that you would, you, you would highlight? Um, I would say being able, um, for me, just when you talked about earlier and I've been able to do some reflection as I'm getting older, I saw the hair, the hair is going away. Oh, I, I, get um, it. <laughs> I, I would say, as you talked about earlier, right? The students, mountains of tons of students I've been able to help. Yeah. Sometimes you reflect and be like, Oh, sometimes you reflect and be like, Oh wow. Right. Just to kind of see them, Especially for those that graduate from university and, that, and they may email or call and I run into like, what are you doing now? And they say, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I, that's just amazing yeah. because even if it was just, hey, dot that I, cross that T, if that was my role in the resume, that small thing, I had a piece of that, right? Yeah. So that, that really makes me feel good on the inside. So I think that's been his biggest success to seeing others become successful. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you've, you've impacted so many, so many students. So on the flip side, and I, I always ask this question, not to bring up something that you you obviously that didn't go well, but to see what you learned from it. What was the biggest failure of your career, and what did you learn from it? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's a failure. I always, I think I was always, I always wanted to relocate. Okay. Um, and I I won't say it was a failure. It's always it's something I'm still I was still considered, but I think um not being afraid to relocate and to relocate and just try something new. Yeah. And um and I and I, and I was working in this higher education field, but at other universities, maybe south or out west. I always wanted to, cause I always considered doing that. And I've had opportunities. Here's my son. I told you, may get. He's he's a little warm, so he got icy. Um, this is my youngest here. Hey, that's Leo. that's summer for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably been the biggest one of the biggest things I wish I've done. Um, was going out and and maybe working in other areas potentially, or even. Going back to undergrad, I always wished I, I had the opportunity to uh, study abroad. I always yeah, wanted to do that as yeah. well. So I won't call it a failure. There's some things I felt like I, I, I kind of missed out on. Yeah, maybe a missed opportunity. I mean, well, yeah. I will say this, that I think the state of Connecticut and especially Eastern and UConn have been lucky that you didn't relocate because you got, <laughs> to, you got to impact so many students here. Uh, Appreciate it, So, you know, I, I think the, the, the last, last question I have in the rapid fire is you mentioned you mentioned multiple mentors you've had and how important they were to you. What, what What's the biggest or maybe the most impactful thing you learned from a mentor? Constructive criticism. Yeah. Right? And um, being able to uh, accept that. Um, it's and not easy. It's not easy. That's that's one of the toughest lessons to learn. And again, that humbling. And I think if you're able to accept it, right, but also grow from it. Right. In a, in a positive way, not accept it and just be your downer, but like grow from it. I think that's been very helpful um, in terms of continuing my career and, and continuously pushing forward 
um, because sometimes you're going to have those tough moments right. that you have to get through. And I, and having mentors that's been honest and, you know, and providing constructive criticism has been very impactful and critical in my, in my development. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just, I love the advice you've given throughout this conversation. You've given throughout this conversation, Cliff, and I appreciate you making time and, and, and I know taking time away from your kids. So I always close the conversation with the same question for every guest, which is, you know, you've, you've obviously had a successful career. You've impacted and inspired so many people. What is that one piece of advice that you would share with everyone that helped, that helped you reach your full potential? So what's that one thing that's helped Cliff be so successful in your, I guess, around 20 year career at this point? What, 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 what would you share with everyone? Don't, don't be afraid to take risks. I would, that would be the quickest thing, right? Like, don't be afraid to take risks. Um, and, and, and don't be afraid of the journey. Embrace the journey. That, that would be my, my word. Well said. So, um, I think just to, just to reiterate, I will make sure to share Cliff, your LinkedIn profile in the show descriptions. If anyone wants to connect with you, uh, they can just reach out to you on LinkedIn. For anyone that's watching this, that's an Eastern uh, Connecticut State University student or alumni, you can reach out to to Clyde. You can reach out to to Cliff's, uh, you know, Cliff's entire team, right? At the the Center yep. for for Career Development and Internships up at Eastern. And yep. for those of you that are, that don't go to Eastern Connecticut State University, and if you need help from a job perspective, whether you're a student or an alumni, reach out to your career center at your college or university. And there is someone like Cliff with a team of people just like Cliff that is there to help you. And I can tell you, they are all amazing people, and they are all—they all want to help, right? And that's—that's what—that's what all of you do. So, um, so thanks for making time. I think this was a great discussion. Hopefully, you have inspired some uh, some people that needed help with their uh, their job search and, and their careers. And I appreciate you uh, joining me tonight. Nick, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Full Potential Podcast. If you'd like to hear more interviews, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.